So this is a uh, kind of a temporary project that is uh, kind of what we're calling the Quarantine Chronicles, the COVID edition of Reframe, um, where we're spending a little bit of time with each team member and, uh, and talking a little bit about um, what it's been like uh, to be in this. So we're not going to talk about how to work remotely or how to lead a brainstorm session or any of those things, uh, although I'm sure they're really important. Um, we want to talk a little bit more about personal experiences of uh, folks on our team. Today, we have my amazing partner, Anna Love, is here, and uh, she's joining Jake and I. Let's do a one-word check-in from everybody. How you're doing today? How you're, how you're coming into this? Like, what's it like? In only one word? Can we get one word? Yeah, I'll give you a sentence if you really want a sentence. <laughs> I, I, I want it. I need a sentence. Take it. Take it. Today, I am coming into this uh, with an unusual amount of um, I'm refreshing. Okay, I can do it in one word. I'm feeling a bit refreshed, uh, which is unlike the last couple of weeks. So you're catching me on a good day. I'm jealous. So. <laughs> That's your work mode check-in is jealous? It is now. <laughs> uh, I continue my, to think like, what day is it? Like that's my, my whole attitude is kind of like the cycle of activity has really, really narrowed itself down to a, you know, 14 hour awake period that seems to repeat with no, I haven't left my neighborhood in a month. Um, haven't left my house in weeks. So it's kind of, it's, and I'm not complaining. It's good and bad. I, I kind of like it actually. But that's that, that definitely is how that's my check-in is um, time is a flat circle. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I had intended to commute by bike uh, to work this morning and it was, it was like, it's nice and cool out and sunny and beautiful. And I was just so tired. My body was so tired that I couldn't bring myself to do it. And so like, I kind of like crawled in the shower and just like went ahead and like cleaned up and then drove kind of guiltily to work today. And so I was just operating from like this place of like, man, you wuss. Like, <laughs> like it was an amazing day to commute to work and you just totally. I don't, I don't know. Like that, I feel like that's an interesting thing to dig into is like, I've had this conversation with quite a few people of like, oh, you got to allow yourself the little forgivenesses, right? I mean, yeah, there's some article that I didn't read, but read the headline like most articles I look at now you know, quarantine is not the time for self-improvement or something like that. And like, it's, mm -hmm. or don't make yourself a project during all of this. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was a little tongue in cheek, but I actually think there's some merit to it of, I'm uh, definitely work exercising and trying to keep up my healthy routines, but also just allowing myself the, the slips and being like, well, just trying to keep my mental sanity in whatever way that shows up. I agree. I mean, Anna and I were talking about this the other day. Like, uh, you know, if you go to like uh, Fantasyland, uh, aka Instagram, you know, you will see people that are like custom hand drawing the syllabus for their children's school all day long, and they're making homemade granola and they're learning Mandarin all at the same time. And it's like, fucking come on, you know, like um, just because we're all at home doesn't mean that we're not like living in a time of fear and uncertainty and ambiguity and you know, like everybody's got financial stress and we're also trying to avoid getting sick and dying. Like those are, these are all important things and, uh, and they're enough on their own without having to learn Mandarin and make your own granola. You know, I think that, um, over the last 10 years or so as social media has become so, uh, such a part of our lives, we've taught ourselves, um, to 
that in some ways the way we project ourselves is the way that we feel, even though we know that that's a farce. And so by projecting um, us as the, the, the perfect homeschool mom that's busy also being a chef, maybe that is our reality and um, it isn't. And so I think it does, does us, it's a, we give, it's a disservice to ourselves to even pretend that uh, we're nailing it when yeah. none of us are nailing it because we don't even know what nailing it looks like. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Jake. I mean, I, th I think that that notion of like, have a lot of compassion towards yourself, have a lot of compassion towards others uh, is, is completely fair. On the kiddo front of my house, so we're homeschooling for the last, you know, three, four weeks. And um, my wife has done a wonderful job um, and at first she was very regimented and, you know, she had the lesson plans. She was, um, it was, it was very much like kindergarten. My oldest son is in kindergarten. My youngest is still in pre-K. And then as the weeks kind of went on, you know, the, the days morphed and she like allowed herself to do some projects around the house or have some lazy days. And she started feeling that tension of like, am I, am I not doing a good enough job? And we finally just, at least right now, we're at a point where we're just letting the kids kind of lead the energy. Mm. There's there's no award for best quarantine homeschool parent. No, 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 no. one's going to get that. Especially as you know, a, a lot of us are busy doing so many things all at the same time. And if we expect to be able to do schooling the way that our kids used to have schooling, we're we're going we're to fail miserably. Mm. So instead of trying to create. Um, uh, our academic normal at home that was similar to the way it was at school. We have to completely um, turn normal on its head and reimagine it from the start and allow ourselves to do it in a radically different way. Mm. That, that might mean not doing the lesson plan that the teachers have laid out. You said um, kind of radically reimagining what normal is, turn normal on its head. Um, so I'm curious, how that how that is showing up what's the new normal look like in a, in a positive way uh, for you that maybe was unexpected one of the most i think interesting things that has emerged over the last few weeks is i, I started keeping a list of the things that i really appreciate about this very strange period of time mm. and it's as simple as like i call my parents every day just to check in and i mm. haven't historically done that going for more walks that's one I'm spending more time checking in with my kids at kind of a, a very emotional level. Like, okay, how, how are you doing today? Mm. And because we're all in this very strange environment, it makes sense. Like, yeah, well, it, it was hard today because I just found out one of my teachers is being laid off, which was the story from yesterday. Mm. Um, and so we're checking in and we're talking about it. And I didn't do that in the same way two months ago. You know, we would check in with Rosebud Thorne. Hey, what was the highlight and the low light? Um, but it tended to be a bit superficial. Um, and so I think there's a realness about the conversations that I'm really appreciating. So I'm keeping this list. I'm keeping a list of the things that I don't want to lose sight of um, when we all, when it shifts again. Because um, as we create a new way of going about life, there are going to be a bunch of shifts that happen over the next year. You really got to thank yourself for keeping a written list that you can refer back to. Yeah. Do you remember being a kid and like having that list of things that adults don't understand? And when you're an adult, you're not going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being a teenager and thinking like, 
ways I will not be like my parents or their, you know, like their generation is asleep. They're sheep. And, and, and I actually stuck to that quite a bit, honestly, so. Well, I forgot my list. Like I had this whole list of ways that I wasn't gonna be like my parents and then I forgot it. So now I'm keeping a list of ways that I'm not gonna be like myself. Isn't it, <laughs> yeah. isn't it funny that as a parent, like no matter no matter what you do and how cool you are, or like your kid's gonna make that list yeah. at some point. They are, <laughs> and I kind of appreciate that now I get to make that list about myself. And, mm. and because everything is in such a compressed period of time, I can actually see the difference between the way my life functioned a month ago and the way it functions now. And because of that, in, that intensity, it's easier to notice the differences. What is one thing that you, that you used to do before COVID that you know you're not doing right now that you don't want to go back to? Like, uh, I've, I've had this conversation with a couple of friends and Anne and I were kind of like, uh, you know, circling the drain on it this morning. And, but like, what's the thing for, for each of us that is kind of a habit that we had, conscious or unconscious, that we used to do that, that we don't want to pick back up uh, once things do kind of start to head back to quote unquote normal or whatever the new reality is. That's good. I, I, have a, so I, I think this might address a little bit of what you're saying at least. Um, so I emailed a, a friend of mine like last week, photographer friend, um, Andrea, who you all know and has been on the show. And I was like, had some random idea and was, and she said, she responded with, um, I cannot imagine doing work anymore that I don't care about yeah. um, after this. Good. And, um, and so like, I feel this, I feel the same in the sense that like, there's a bit of like a, a recalibration of like all the things I find worthwhile. And like, I, it makes you, it makes you recenter, right? And rethink about why you do what you do, what, what your, what your like body of work to be. And like yeah. all these kind of moments do that, right? Sometimes a, 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 an amazing adventure or travel will help you with that. We've talked about that before, but like, this is so specific and, but it's mixed right with the tension of like, well, we, I need to keep a roof over the head. And like, so it, it's a weird dichotomy of like the way my brain is thinking. So I don't have like a black and white answer for like one thing, but part of me is like, don't for like, don't forget your list. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, Anna, like don't, don't forget the things you feel right now. And then part of me is like, uh, you know, don't get your house repossessed. <laughs> so those two things are living in the same world and then and they're gonna have to navigate and be bedfellows here this summer and fall and so that'll be really interesting but i hope to keep the lens of you know don't say yes to everything just because it's got a paycheck on it yeah mm. Ooh, that's a good one okay so i'm uh warning i'm it's going to be a little bit heavy so i'm going to rely on you parker to bring it back up again um <laughs> But I think that um, I'm realizing, I realized in kind of a superficial way, um, the privilege that I get to live with, but mm. it really wasn't obvious on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm. And um, there are some experiences in this quarantine uh, environment where I'm the one that is on the, the end of privilege, like on the end of privilege, privilege you don't want to be on. Um, or maybe said more, said more specifically, I'm, I'm experiencing other people's privilege in a way that I haven't before in that way where you get frustrated and pissed off because it's not fair because somebody else gets it so much easier um, 
than, than I get it right now as a, a single mom with three kids and three different ages and working full time in a small house. And it's just frustrating. And so there's something about feeling that that has caused me to pause and notice all of the other places in my life where I'm lucky to have privilege. Um, and I don't want to forget that feeling. I don't want to go back um, to being um, just completely oblivious um, to how lucky I am. You know, since we started Stoked um, nine years ago, 10 years, nine years ago, I think, um, we uh, have been kind of hard charging for a long time. Um, those first couple of years were um, were really like a little bit slower and more interesting. It was just Anna and I, and um, we kind of took gigs when we wanted, and we you know said no to gigs we didn't feel like we should be working on, and um, we spent a lot of time uh, with our families and um, out walking dogs and like goofing off. And um, my stress level was a solid fifty percent lower than it has been for probably the past five years, and. Um, and so I don't regret the hard charging and I don't regret the amount that we've worked or the places that we've traveled, but I'm also now experientially getting to, uh, to understand what it feels like to, um, to take naps in the middle of the day and to read and to stop and, and have a conversation with somebody in the middle of the day, you know, like a friendly conversation, which is not something I allow myself to do real often. And, um, and so, uh, I have a, I'm, I'm gaining a very different outlook on uh, how I want to work moving forward. I'm, I'm 46 years old, so I'm not like retirement age yet, but I'm also not getting any fucking younger. And so uh, I want to, I want to enjoy my life. I want to enjoy my time with my wife and uh, and, my, and our dog and um, and working, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours a day and thinking about work all the time. Um, after that uh, is, is not something that I want to return to. And it's it's subtle and it's sneaky and it kind of creeps up on you. You don't even know what's happening until you're in it. And uh, you look back and you're like, what happened to the last two months? So anyway, I, I don't know yet how to stay on guard about that, but I want to I want to continue to live this kind of like what I consider to be a very like European work day and attitude <laughs> towards work. I don't know if that's true or not, but every time I go to Europe, it seems like you see people reading fiction at 10 o'clock in the morning and you're like, what the, what the fuck are you doing? Like, do you have a job? Like, I'm angry at you and I want your life and, you know, all, uh, all of those things. So that's, that's mine is, uh, is mostly around like my work ethic and this like Western idea that I have about how much I need to work and how much money I need to have and all that shit. I, I need a lot less than I think I do. I think one of the first conversations that we had uh, on the phone or um, I remember it was Zoom or on the phone, but um, when this all started happening and you said that it still might be my favorite line, I've got a kind of a collection of quotes from different people that I've been talking to over the last few weeks. Hmm. This might still be the top one as you were like, I think I might, I think I might end up making a third of the money and be twice as happy when it's mm. over. Yeah. And that's, mm -hmm. that one sentence might just be, you know, etch that on your wall and make you, and that's it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and how to not lose sight of that and forget that when life becomes plush again. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. the trick. You have a wonderful writing habit and you're a good writer. And I think you, I think you aspire to write even more. And so I think the world is just kind of kicking you into that cabin on the lake, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Who's buying the cabin on the lake? Yeah, you can write it. <laughs>
The four million dollar cabin. It's huge. It's got three boats and two jet skis. And you know, you might have to earn your way into that cabin through yard work. <laughs> <laughs> there is like a serious like I totally pick that that I resonate with that of like enough is enough. We lose track of that when we get into the work grind. And there's there's a reason because you know we're all ambitious and we all have goals and we all um, but to really sit in the enough is enough a grateful feeling and then we're all going to look back at this hopefully one of the positive things we'll re we'll remember there's a lot to be negative about but um, will be that we we lived at half speed and we caught up with old friends in the middle of the day mm -hmm. and, and lived by a clock even of our own making. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and we had a chance. We had, there was a period of time where we had a chance to let go of the way we thought things should be. Mm. And we got to be surprised by how wonderful they were when it wasn't the way we thought it was. There's a good lesson in there. Maybe, uh, we get to hang on with a grip that's not quite as tight. Yeah. It, there's something that happens when you're so out of control, you know, like we're so powerless to do anything about this. Uh, that you just kind of relax into it, you know? Um, if you still think that there's some way you can control something, you, you still tend to try to control it, right? And you still try to grip it too tight, but when it's something this big and you're so utterly powerless over it, you just let go and kind of sink into it and be like, well, all right, I'm just, I'm going for a ride right now. Like, you know, uh, and it doesn't, doesn't help me to try to swim against the current, so. You know, when I think something that's interesting about that for me, Parker, is letting go is not a passive act. Actually, letting go is also active and it's not giving up. It's just nope. being open to um, something that isn't the way that we thought it was going to be. And so it's a very active way of allowing our lives to um, to be something new, right? to unfold in a new way. Um, and to surprise us. Yeah, I'd frame it like uh, in my mind, it, it's like I, I'm not giving up hope, but I am giving up control. And those are different things, you know? Um, yeah, I'm not giving up, I'm not just like, okay, I'll just die now. Like, I'm, that's not it. But yeah, giving up um, what I think my vision of how things should turn out uh, and how we should get there. Um, you know, going back to that old thing that we used to say years ago, which is like, I'm letting go of the map and I'm grabbing a compass. You know exactly and you know what i think that that's what going back to the very beginning of this conversation that's why i'm making a list of the things that i love right now is that mm -hmm. is acting as my compass as i navigate this it right. allows me to have a sense of okay so these are some guiding principles for me as my this new life is designed i think we should should we just we should just check in weekly here i think that's is that the, that's the idea. Yeah. That is the idea. The, the weekly check-in will will invite some uh, some other team members, uh, folks that don't often um, grace us uh, on reframe, and so um, and then we'll do this as long as it feels pertinent and relevant, and um, and hopefully it uh, it provides a little short bright spot in people's days. Hmm. It sure felt nice to connect with you guys today. Mm. Oh, likewise. Thanks. Thanks for uh, coming on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Uh, sorry about your snow up there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah.